everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, we're going to talk with my good friend and co-worker, Tanya Berry. She is the Vice President of Operations Performance here at Consumers Energy. So, Tanya, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Yeah, thanks, Bill, and thank you for having me. Super excited to be here today. So, you get you definitely uh, said where I work and what I do, uh, and so I definitely uh, don't want to be defined by my title. So I'll talk a little bit, probably perhaps about my family um, and and what I'm really passionate about. And so uh, I am married uh, to Hakeem Berry. We've been married for 13 years. I have two kids. Ethan, who is uh, a seventh grader at the middle school, and Addison, who is a fourth grader. Uh, you know, what What really gets me going are two things. When I can wake up in the world, uh, wake up in the morning and contribute into the world, uh, and my contributions through work and through the community uh, are really the things that get me going every day. And when I can wake up and be happy with what I do every single day, And in the day to say, did I complete the things I wanted to complete, you know, kind of from a scorecard review, am I pleased with how I spent my time for today? That gives me life and energy. You know, I really find that inspiring. And full disclosure for the audience here, uh, Tanya and I have known each other for quite a long time. And, you know, I really feel like I've watched uh, your children grow up. It's great to see how successful they are. And to really watch what they're doing. And it reminds me of my children when they were that age. Well, it's interesting, Bill, because I think when we met, I may have been pregnant with Addison. So at a minimum, that's nine years ago. Yes. I, <laughs> I, remember, I remember that time. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. We look at personal well-being in a holistic sense, where we have the five pillars. And one of those pillars is professional well-being. And I have to admit, I've always admired the way that you've handled your career and your family because both of those things are important to us. So could you talk about what is professional well-being and how does that relate to your overall well-being? Yeah, so when I think about professional well-being, you know, and it's interesting because I think it's a blend, right? And we hear the words around kind of work-life. Balance, or more importantly, I think the one that I hang on to is integration. But I think about it as, am I being fulfilled uh, not only at work, but am I contributing in a way at work uh, that makes me feel good, that makes my coworkers feel great? Am I doing the work that I love to do? And am I doing it in a way that does not feel chaotic? Um, And so it's important when I get up every day, and I think it applies across all these spaces of well-being, the pillars, as you mentioned, to say I have to be physically able, emotionally able, right, to contribute at work, um, and mentally able and not stressed. And when I'm able to bring those things into work, I, uh, I can deliver better results. I'll share with you, like, there was a time, so this year has been very hectic and very different for many of us. Um, And I'll go back to kind of earlier this year when, you know, it was March 13th and we all went home and 
COVID sort of came, right? And we didn't know what we were doing. Kids had to come home from school. I had a husband that had to work outside the office. Uh, wanted to keep doing my job because I love to do it. Got an opportunity to work with my coworkers in COVID ICS. And at the very same time, experienced a very personal loss to COVID uh, during that time. And that time became very challenging because I wanted to keep contributing to work. Also being a great friend, a great family member, a great daughter, and all these other things were kind of blending in. And I found that I needed to find time to take a break, even from work, so I could be well at work, right? And so sometimes we'll keep kind of pushing through. And so that's when I chose to kind of spend some vacation. I know we talk about vacation. A lot of people hold vacation, but it's very important. And I found when I disconnect, I unplug, I don't check the computer, those mental breaks make me a better coworker, a better leader, and it translates to home. I'm a better mom, wife, daughter, and all those things by making sure I take care of myself. So, you know, that really kind of brings to mind something that I heard a while back. And someone once told me that a good manager or a good leader never unplugs. Now, I know what I think about that, but I'd really be interested to hear what your thoughts are on that. So I look at it like the when you do not unplug, it's like you keep filtering information in, right? So I'll, this is what's happening. I'm telling you, Bill, like in real life, and our IT partners actually taught me this. If you think about kind of your internet servers, right, and it's all this information flowing through, right, and the information's flowing through from all the technology that's happening. I'm on the computer. The kids are on the computer. Uh, the TV is using the internet. The phone is using the internet. Uh, all the video games, all this technology in the homes using the internet. So it's a lot of information going in. Then you'll hear, and I had this experience, people say, oh my goodness, it's slowing down. I'm lagging. I'm having issues. Well, IT said, hey, why don't you unplug it so it could reset? and empty some of that information out. Uh, and when you unplug that modem and it em empties some of that information out, it can be fresh in the morning to take in more of that information. And so that's what I do. I actually unplug it and I have found better service with my internet. So with that, you have to unplug. We're receiving all kinds of information, not only from work, but from home, from, and you have to disconnect. And when you do that, you come back refreshed you have new ideas, you're able to see things, right, that maybe perhaps you haven't seen before. But staying on the hamster wheel is no good for no one. Well, that's a great analogy, you know, to unplug and reset, just like we do with our computers and our devices. And I'm going to keep that one in my toolkit. Um, I think that there is some old school thought around about always being available, but that probably really happened before we had all the technology that we have today, you know, now I can get info 24-7 on my coworkers, on what's going on in the business or what's happening in the news if I wanted to. But I think that that would just really be too much. And, and Bill, why it's even more important is because you don't want to um, damage your personal health and all of this uh, as you go through it. And then you won't be able to be there. Right. Because it's, if we keep going, it contributes to stress. Stress manifests itself in some way that could uh, really impact our health. 
And so as I think about it, it's important. But then also, Bill, I think about it in terms of what makes us not be able to unplug, right? Do you not trust your team has it? Do you not trust your coworkers can deliver? Do you not trust? Uh, that people can help get the job done. And I think we work with an ama- at an amazing company with many amazing people that can deliver. And taking a couple uh, days off won't make the will, the wheels won't fall off the bus. So those are all excellent points. But I want to go back to a couple of things you said earlier. One is that you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your team. And I really always boil that down to, you know, when I'm out, when I'm flying, when I'm going on vacation and you're sitting in the plane and they're going over the safety card and they talk about that mask. If the mask falls down, make sure that you put your mask on before you help anyone else. And the reason is because if you don't put your mask on, you're not going to be any good to anyone passed out in the middle of the aisle. So it's really how I view taking care of yourself in order to take care of those around you. I think it's a lot of thinking in that because it's not only a work bill, it is home and it is all these things, right? And then you'll hear people say, oh my goodness, I can't be everything to everybody. And that means they're sort of hitting their point, right? But what we all learn is through life and it teaches us in some sort of way, we will need to take care of ourselves. Um, and so go through that. Uh, you have to prioritize yourself. Uh, And that means that when you think about the sleep you need, the food you eat, exercising, and all these things that we should be doing, but then we say we can't find time, prioritizing yourself first is what's really important. Well, and the second point that you talked about that I wanted to take us back to was trusting your team. You know, I've always held the belief myself that the measure of a good leader is how well their team functions without them. And if you have a high-functioning team and you've trained them well and you trust them to do the work, then it makes it just that much easier to unplug and walk away and know that the work is still going to get done. And, Bill, and guess what? You should be able to, maybe it won't be perfect. Maybe it won't be done exactly the way you would have personally did it. But is that bad? Right? And so it's allowing everyone to bring their skills. It's allowing people to give it. I give people an opportunity to grow, uh, even for themselves. And so um, I take rest. Uh, and the fact that I do, I, you know, Bill, I want to shout out my ops performance team here and not only just the leaders on the team, but my team and even my peers uh, across operations, because I get a lot of support on being able to disconnect. Uh, and we, I'm able to do that. And I appreciate that. And, you know, in the operations family, we allow people to like really disconnect. And so I think it's good. It is. And you know, I spent a lot of my career working in operations and I can really relate to that need to disconnect and reset and how the camaraderie uh, with all of my peers really helped me to be able to do that. Uh, At the beginning of our conversation though, we were talking about uh, how we met nine or so years ago. And I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about that. You know, that was back in the old performance excellence or PECS days when we were starting on our quality journey. 
uh, and you were you were a consultant working for another company at that time. And if we fast forward to today, here you are, vice president of operations performance. And you know that's quite a big jump uh, from just nine short years ago. Can you talk about your career path and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, Emil, you know, I don't even know if I know. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> um, no, you know, one thing I like to say, because prior to the time we met, I did work in the autos for 13 good years. And then prior to that, I did work at Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, of Michigan, you know, and then prior to that, I was in the college level. But uh, one thing that I've learned uh, through this is that no and you may have heard this before, but no career path is definitely linear. Um, I can say that I <clears throat> did not plan my steps. I am a believer by faith that my steps are ordered. Uh, but as long as I continue to focus on what I love to do and the things I like to do and put uh, my best foot forward, things will sort of just come to play. So you're right. When you met me as a consultant, I just had left Chrysler. Uh, I took the buyout. Uh, I had just had my son. Uh, so first child, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew it was time, right? I knew it was time to step out and do something different other than autos, except in 2008, the economy wasn't great. And we really didn't, I don't, I don't know what my plan was. Uh, I didn't have a plan other than I had a supportive husband that said, hey, maybe it's time to re reinvent yourself if you want to. I support you. Go figure it out. But what I knew I wanted to do was really get in the world of lean, which landed me kind of into consulting. Um, I kind of led my own business for a while in that space and then kind of linked up with consumers by partnering with another company. Oh, loves consumers. Uh like love, love, love so much that as that engagement was ending, I got an opportunity to join the team full time, which I thought was perfect. I was tired of traveling at the time. And, you know, I did have another little one. And so it was like just perfect timing. So I joined the company uh, and worked, like you said, in performance excellence, which became quality. And then uh, my husband got an opportunity to relocate to uh, Boston. So tough leaving the company but I think that when you have to make decisions you also have to make decisions for a unit and a whole and so we decided to relocate to Boston uh, some of the best years of my life I lived there like a tourist I called myself retired uh, really got to participate in the kids school and then the opportunity presented itself to come back again uh, for the CE way journey and you know I for a long time I think I sat around and I used to say, I'm never, I never will go back. I'm never, never, never. Well, never say what you're never going to do, right? And so I sort of laugh at that. But really, I felt my work and my contributions at Consumers Energy was not done. I'm so passionate about the CE way. I'm so passionate about where I know we could go with a lean operating system that I knew I could come back and contribute. And so that landed me uh, back into the lean office uh, at that time and then now in this role. And so it just continues to get excited. I am very grateful for every experience and journey. But what I will say is every time I look through my career, there was always an opportunity or situation that presented itself, meaning that uh, I was offered an opportunity to work in finance for a while at another company. I took it. 
uh, I was offered an opportunity to take a position that maybe was a little bit lower than the level that I was before. I took it. But each part of that has shaped me. I've learned something and it just grows me to who I am. And so I say, uh, listen and follow that and know that it's not linear. And sometimes you just have a little crooked path there that you take. Well, and it sounds like you really trusted your gut. You took leaps of faith. You trusted in your higher power. You know, I know that I believe that all things happen for a reason and that there aren't any real coincidences out there, that everything that we've done and everything that's happened to us has brought us to this very point in time. Yes, I believe I believe nothing is by coincidence. And so I know that, you know, there are many listeners here Um that may have a different faith uh, journeys, but you know, I'll just talk about mine a little bit. There's a uh, book that I that I have read called Guy Winks, and so what that really talks about is that nothing happens that's a coincidence. And so it talks about if you think about someone you met, an experience that you've had, or something, you should write those. You should write that down particularly when you think it's uh, a coincidence because nothing is by coincidence and somehow it's going to unfold in your life in some sort of way and you'll be able to go back and make a connection. And so I, that, that's, I think, why I go back to the beginning that I say I believe my steps are truly ordered and each, um, each interaction, encounter, or experience is not necessarily coincidence. So I can really appreciate the whole concept that our paths are not linear, but that our steps are ordered. And that's very interesting to me. Uh, So now I do have another question for you, though. As you think back on your career and all the places you've been and all of the things that you have done, do you think that as a woman of color, your path has been different uh, from anyone else's? Um, Well, what I will say is, is that I believe everybody's path is different, but more specifically about me uh, being female and a woman of color. So, you know, I go back to, you know, my early days in Otto. Um, And so some of the challenges that we still talk about in the world and in companies today about not seeing women in positions or women in color positions, those were some of the same challenges of like 20 years ago. And so, you know, it was um, perhaps um, did my color or gender, uh, was that a reason why I didn't get an opportunity? Was that a reason? But I'll say this, Bill, one of the things that I really believe is I have to keep focusing on what I can do best and do my work and show up every single day, make sure I build the networks. I'm a big contributor. I continue to grow as a person. I continue to believe in my faith and the rest will continue to work itself out. You know, I don't believe that I can really path the how and the when, but my responsibility in that is what do I, how do I show up in that? So I won't say that I have any, what I'm going to say, data points to say, yes, that was the reason why. But in my heart, do I believe that there was some of that there? Yes. 
You know, you talk about showing up and giving it your all, and that is really evident in all the great work that you and your team are doing every day that will have a lasting impact on our coworkers um, long after we've retired and moved on. So as we get ready to close out the podcast, you know, our listeners are from all different stages of their professional lives. So what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out uh, so that they would be able to take care of their professional well-being? Yeah. So one, make sure that you are aware of what your needs are. Uh, Make sure you truly understand what is it you need more sleep then make sure you take it. If you need some exercise to get you going, make sure you do it. Make sure you're eating a balanced diet. Make sure you're doing it. If you have to draw some hard lines um, between work and home, particularly in these uh, challenging times of COVID to say, okay, today I need to be done with calls at five or perhaps it's every day, or you know, I'm gonna completely unplug on the weekends. Find what those things are for you and make sure you commit to those. Is it, I need to take a few minutes of meditation. Maybe I need to take a walk at lunch. Maybe I need to um, work outside. Whatever those things are, you have to commit and make time to do those for yourself. It makes you not only better at work, it makes you better just in life in general. So that's all really good sound advice. You know, just one more thing before we go, and that is, What about that person who might be mid-career and they're feeling that little nudge or that little urge to try something different or do something new? What would you say to them? Go for it. (laughs) So that nudge (laughs) is like your instinct and that's something that's telling you. And sometimes we find we don't want to listen because we think about all of the things that are saying, oh, what if I don't get paid enough? What if I don't get, and we try to figure it all out. And so I say you have to start with trust and make sure that you're fully listening and making sure you're connected to that um, instinct and uh, go for it, right? Life is, I know it's cliche, but life truly is short. And you don't want to look back and say, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I thought about it. I wanted to. And oftentimes, I think when we get those nudges, we probably about it six or seven times before in mid-career sometimes those nudges get a little bit stronger so pay attention to it and see how you can act on it well you know tanya i love that theme of go for it listening to those nudges and i do like the idea of god winks and that there are no real coincidences out there so thanks for sharing that with us thanks for taking the time out to be on the program today and sharing your journey with our audience And thank you for having me. And a big thank you to the audience for tuning in today. Be sure and tune in every Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.